On today's episode of Citizen the Pod, my special guest is Cassandra Frederic, New York State Director at the Drug Policy Alliance. She is on the front lines working with Democrats to pass sweeping cannabis legalization and economic justice legislation in New York State. And you can also find her on Netflix in Fab Five Freddy's Grass is Greener documentary. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Citizen the Pod. It's your girl, Kina Zontel. I'm so excited to be back on the scene with my special guest today. She is moving and shaking all around Albany, all around New York State, getting some really important legislation passed this year. So I'm going to introduce my homegirl, fellow Cornell alumna. You know how it go? You know how we do? Cassie, what's up? She became a whole boss since she graduated, okay? So, Miss Frederic, can yes. you tell the people your official title? I am the New York State Director at Drug Policy Alliance. Uh, Drug Policy Alliance is a national organization working to end the war on drugs, and so I direct our New York State work. Listen, folks, all right, she has firsthand knowledge of what marijuana can do for you all right just i'm just gonna throw this out there i spent a lot of my college years possibly up in smoke all right (laughs) so she knows that you can get work done that's right and take care of your mental health all right am i right you are very right right all of us (laughs) all of us that was you know having a good time we all out here doing big things so that's true kudos to us all right kudos to us don't believe the hype they be trying to feed us a whole bunch of nonsense all right so anyway let's get started because this is an important conversation this is definitely a part of my series so let's get into things so right now we know new york wants to legalize marijuana Mm -hmm. right but they aren't addressing the ills attached to marijuana in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're going to pass legal marijuana, we also need to address the criminal justice community side of the problem, the war on drugs. That's right. Where are we right now in the process of legalization? So we're in a new place. Last December, Governor Cuomo came out and said, you know, I want to legalize marijuana. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting is that Buffalo, your legislator, uh, Majority Leader Crystal People Stokes has actually been leading on this issue since 2013. She introduced the Marijuana Regulation Taxation Act in 2013. And in January, the governor put out his version Mm -hmm. of what legalization could look like. And those two bills were a little different. Mm -hmm. And so between January and April, there was a push to try to get marijuana legalization through in the New York state budget. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. There are a lot of reasons why it didn't happen. But one of the biggest reasons why it didn't happen was because we want to make sure that when we legalize marijuana, that the tax revenues go back to communities most harmed by marijuana criminalization. Mm -hmm. And that question was super big Mm -hmm. and they weren't going to answer it. Mm. And I think you have legislators like Assemblywoman Crystal People Stokes who's like, that has to happen at the same time that we regulate. Mm. And so really centering social justice and economic justice Mm -hmm. into the conversation um, is kind of where we left off 
in April. And mm-hmm. so now we have until June 19th to legalize marijuana in New York State. And so for the next 10 weeks, we're or 8 to 10 weeks, we're really just going to be focusing on getting people to support um, Assemblymember Crystal People-Stokes' bill mm-hmm. so that we can pass it in the Assembly and the Senate. Mm-hmm. So right now is a critical moment for people to like look up their legislators mm. and see where they are. Because if they're not on the issue, we need to tell them that they need to be and get them to sign on to Crystal's bill. So in a nutshell, you just got a call to action, people. I'm going to need you to Google your districts, your assembly person, your state senator. Yep. Even send a little note to Governor Cuomo That's right. to sign on to Majority Leader Crystal Deep People Stokes legislation in New York. We need it passed and we need it to be an all-encompassing bill, not something that just legalizes marijuana. That's right. Now, what we've seen in other states, in particular Denver, California, people of color are not benefiting from the passage of legalizing marijuana in their states. And I say this because on the economic side, they're they're winning. They're making tons of money. They're making money for their states and they're making money for themselves. But we're not the owners. We're not invested in those businesses. We're not the growers. You don't even see our faces on, you know, small parts of the supply chain, marketing, packaging, retail. So it's important that New York continue to be the progressive state it claims to be, (laughs) right? And takes this up a notch. Yeah. And I would say like the data is very clear. Like Mm -hmm. we're looking at, we're like less than 5% of the ownership. Mm. And the thing is that this moment that we're in right now, there are people that are okay with making sure that we have jobs in the industry, but we don't want jobs in the industry. We want ownership. And so oftentimes people want to give us paid internships, unpaid internships. (laughs) They want to give us experience. But the fact of the matter is, is that we've been involved in the informal market for a very long time Mm -hmm. and if people can offer us technical assistance zero interest loans business incubators then we can get up and be in the business Mm full-fledged but there's kind of like this paternalistic kind of thing where people are like well they don't have experience they don't know how to do this and I'm like for decades we have been running a market (laughs) right (laughs) right why is it now we can't do it and so one of the biggest things around the conversation that we're having for legalization is like there are three big things that we're focusing on. One, making sure we deal with all the collateral consequences and criminal justice issues. Right. So oftentimes people think about just sealing records, but we're also talking about making sure that people aren't getting deported, mm-hmm. people aren't getting kicked out of housing, mm. people aren't losing custody of their kids, which right. is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. People are not getting like prematurely drug tested so they can't get jobs. Right. Um, so that's one thing. The mm-hmm. other thing is the, the, the community reinvestment part. Like mm-hmm. the tax revenues, at least 50% of them have to come back into the community's most impact by marijuana criminalization. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is, what does the industry structure look like? Right. Because in medical, they only gave out five licenses, Mm. none of them POC. Then they gave out another five licenses, none of them POC, right? Right. So like we're in this situation where we have a medical market that the industry is like completely, has completely shut us out. Mm That cannot happen in the adult use market. We have to make sure that we disrupt the kind of like industry shutout that they've done to our communities. Mm -hmm. And how do we do create an industry that is not just like diverse and has like 
black and Latinx ownership, but also like benefits like small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Like think about how we have the craft wine and beer. Like yes, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. Like, and how do we make sure it's like not big agriculture that comes in and buys up all the farms, but the farmers that are from New York state that are able to, yes. shit, you know, switch over their crops right. and, and like do organic stuff, like try to keep the pesticides out, like do outside growth. How do mm-hmm. we actually bring this stuff back to the land? And that's important because you see conversations with people talking about like, we got to close prisons down. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have upstate legislators saying you can't close down the prisons because we ain't got jobs. Right. And so for us, we're saying, one, let's stop building economies on black and brown bodies. Right. No. <laughs> OK. Full stop. Yes. And then how do we start switching out crops so that you're not building crops and jobs on black and brown bodies? Exactly. Or poor people. But you actually building it off something that can come from the land. immigrants too. don't think they ain't thought about it. Exactly. So it's like, you know, this conversation and, you know, nationally, Trump is saying things so xenophobic, saying things like uh, undocumented immigrants that are working in the cannabis industry should be deported. And it's like like this, like this is not about cannabis. This is about how do we criminalize people and how do we continue to find ways. That's how you have people like John Boehner who's built their careers. Yes. On criminalizing us. Yes. And now they got an epiphany. Yeah. And so it's really about like how do we make sure that the industry in New York is built on New Yorkers Mm -hmm. and is built on the people that have been in the industry for a long time. Mm -hmm. So two things you mentioned I want to talk about. The John Boehner epiphany, right? Mm -hmm. It took his daughter to date a person of color, POC, person of color, and to see his experiences with law enforcement to decide that maybe he was on the wrong side of history. And New Yorkers, especially in Western New York, can be quite conservative. However, they have family members who are dealing with some very similar issues that people of color in Western New York deal with all the time. I mean, young people use marijuana. They get stopped by police officers here too. So it's time for you, you know, when heroin hit communities, hit the white folks, y'all know what I'm talking about, um, it was easy for them to say, oh, we've got to start addressing the addiction portion of its use, right? So now it's like marijuana should be addressed in the same way. That same Mm -hmm. compassion that was used when it came to addiction needs to be used when it comes to marijuana. Yeah, and I mean, what you're talking about is the racialized response to drugs, Mm -hmm. right? And so the conversation around what's happening, I think one of the things, you know, I'm from downstate, Mm -hmm. so I can't hide that. But the fact of the matter is, is that the arrest rate in upstate New York is higher than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. So like, as we've been pushing the conversation downstate, upstate, not much has changed. (laughs) Right. And in fact, it's increased. Mm -hmm. And so we're in a situation where, you know, oftentimes people think about stop and frisk as a New York City issue, but like, it's definitely not. Stop and frisk is like everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's literally walking while black, driving while black, like, you know. Buffalo is driving while black. It's police checks. It's our police, you know. Exactly. It's our random police. And one of the biggest things they got from the checks was marijuana arrests, right? right? And so I think this conversation that we're having right now is also recognizing that marijuana criminalization not only is criminalizing people, but it but it is stops people from getting the information that will make people well. Mm-hmm. Like we know cannabis has um, medicinal properties. Yes. We know that it's super important for like people's wellness. And mm-hmm. we don't get that information because we're so busy trying to demonize it. Mm-hmm. And the conversation around, you know, heroin and the overdose crisis is one that is real. Like if yeah. you look around the country, you see that the overdose rates dropped in places where people had legal access to cannabis. Mm. So, and you also see that people are able to manage 
manage their pain with cannabis over opioids, right? right? And it is also a good, like, additional medicine if people are on methadone and buprenorphine if they use cannabis is also helpful. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if we have, if we really care about the overdose crisis, if we really care about people being able to have some agency and determination around their pain, then we know that cannabis has to be a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And we have to get to a place where we recognize that the laws associated with marijuana and cannabis were illegitimate because they were all based in xenophobia and racism. Yes. And one of the films that really does a good job in explaining it just came out on Netflix called Grass is Greener by Fab Five Freddy, mm-hmm. um, which really lays out like the history of criminalization, what was happening in pop culture, what was happening in music. Right. And really leads up to the moment we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And layer that with 13th, exactly. Ava DuVernay, who takes it back even further and talks about criminal justice reform. So, watch, first of all, watch The Grass is Greener because Cassie is in that movie. <laughs> okay, I'm sitting with a Netflix celebrity. Oh, goodness. Okay, all right, we're moving on. Okay. Anyway, so, okay, we talked about those things. I have something else that I wanted to talk about that I forgot that fast but what keeps popping to my head is Gavin Newsom mm-hmm. out of California mm-hmm. and the fact that he has been willing to get out there put his own political you know expediency on the line to really discuss these issues in a real way that we have not seen from our governor Cuomo <laughs> and I would like to see him step out here I mean I think that we are seeing in a time where we have 2,511 Democrats running for president right now, yeah. we're talking about marijuana legalization. I mean, Andrew Yang said on 420, he said something along the lines where he's like willing to like pardon 420 for folks. We have reparations a part of the conversation. We are moving to the left, but I hate when they lump like yeah. left and like like we're not really moving to the left but no. we are I mean I mean I think part of it is that people are expanding and recognizing that the things that we've done is not right mm-hmm. and so that's not left or right that's right. just like that's understanding this isn't working exactly it's pragmatism and so it's like I think Governor Cuomo you know I give him a lot of shit right I give him a lot of shit I'm like always like Cuomo's not doing enough mm-hmm. but here's the thing about Cuomo on cannabis he has really struggled and we are watching a politician who sees himself as a centrist who sees himself as a moderate sometimes sees himself as a progressive who is struggling mm-hmm. the thing that he has not struggled with is recognizing that marijuana criminalization has been problematic mm. governor Cuomo has been on the issue of marijuana criminalization since 2012 okay in 2012 he recognized that marijuana arrests were problematic okay and he came out and said we need to further decriminalize this mm. 2013, he did the same thing. Okay. In 2014, he focused on medical. Right. 2015, 16, he was saying things like gateway drug. Comes back in 2000, end of 2018 and says, okay. Well, beginning of 2018, he's like, we should do a study. End of 2018, he's like, we should legalize, right? Mm-hmm. It's obvious that he knows that this is something that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. What I think... 
your listeners, the people that are watching this podcast, what I would ask is to give him the things to do. Mm, okay. Like we got to keep the pressure on him because he already he's already out. Mm-hmm. He's already out. We need to legalize. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure we empower poor communities and not, you know, enrich the corporations. He's right. already, he said the things. Mm-hmm. Now we need. But everyone says the things. Right. We need the power behind the rhetoric. We need mm-hmm. him to close the deal. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we need right now. So oftentimes people give him a lot of crap and I hear it and I give it to him too. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that he's evolved. He's evolved. Yeah. And, and the thing is when you're, and when you're working with someone who's evolving, you have to do the positive reinforcement mm-hmm. and you got to lead them yeah, to do. what it is. And I think, you know, the cannabis regulation taxation act, which his office put out, it wasn't my favorite thing, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing starting point. And it was reflective of, of the governor listening to what advocates were saying mm. and, and the, what the moment is calling for. Yeah. So you had mentioned, cause I remembered it. Yeah. Black people or people of color being shut out of the business. That's right. People, I don't think people understand what that means. Yeah. Like how, how do we get shut out of the business? Is it bank financing? Is it access to capital? I mean, are they going to put a $10 million license on just be like a million dollars you lose just to apply to That's other right. 9 million goes towards it's- if you get the license? Like... Are you hearing any rumblings of different ways that we're getting shut out of this? So just looking at all the states that have done it, Mm -hmm. in a lot of states, people who have criminal justice histories around marijuana selling are banned. Okay. So that for me, I'm like, these people have been doing it forever. Why wouldn't you want them to be in the above ground market? Mm -hmm. There's access to capital is huge, Mm -hmm. right? Recognizing that um, this moment that we're in around cannabis does not change the fact that communities of color are economically depressed. Right. That we don't have access to capital to, to create a restaurant. Right. Right. Like, or a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Like, so a clothing store. Like, we struggle with that, mm-hmm. not because of us, but because of structural inequities. And mm-hmm. so um, this moment where we could just like start opening businesses, the regular stuff is holding us back. Right. And the fact that, you know, application costs Mm -hmm. are super high. What you need to secure before you even get a license are super high. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that the majority leader, um, Crystal People Stokes, has really been putting forward is like people need grants. People need zero interest loans. Yes. Like we need to have provisional licenses. Mm. We need to make sure that there are banks set up to support folks in low income communities and people of color that want to be in the business. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's so encouraging about women leading this conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, we have Crystal in Buffalo and we have Liz Kruger from Manhattan, who's a senator. Yes. And they're very clear about what needs to happen. They recognize the comprehensive nature of it. Mm -hmm. And what I often tell people is like, we will be able to do this if people can trust women leadership Mm. because they have been on this issue for the last six years. They have thought of all the things. They have watched all the different reports Mm -hmm. and it is women that are saying this is enough. Mm -hmm. And to be very honest, it was women who made New York in New York marijuana decriminalization put be put forward because mm. we've had decriminalization in New York for 42 years right and <laughs> people did not know and we people had, had no idea like people should not have been getting arrested right um, and so 
And the people that pushed this were like white moms mm. that said, like, this is not enough. You guys have to change it. Right. And now women are in the driving seat. And mm-hmm. so it's like, how do we say, like, this can't happen and this is what we need for it to look like. And like, if, you know, Andrew Stewart Cousins in the Senate, Carl Heasty in the Assembly, yes. and Governor Cuomo can listen to Crystal and Liz and say, this is what we want. Let's get it done. Let's make the deal. Mm-hmm. And it's important because I think everyone wants to get the points for saying they're out for legalization, Mm -hmm. but nobody's willing to put the power behind and making sure it gets done. Exactly. And I'm just excited to kind of see that the, because there has been so many people of color deciding to step into a leadership role in regards to running for office, we're in a position in New York state to really hold the line. That's right. To really work together and, and be a part of something that we know we like have to get done. Like no one's being bought out no one's being sold out in new york right now all of the all of the people of color who are represented representing us right now are saying look we need to make sure we are addressing the issues attached to you know marijuana criminalization in the past and when we legalize it we need to do it right that's right and that's the coolest well because the thing is like marijuana legalization is about the drug and it's not about the drug at all. Right. It's about the criminalization. It's about the economic justice. It's about the keeping, you know, giving our kids actual drug education. Mm-hmm. Like prohibition has made us unsafe. Mm. Right. It is the absence of control. We are leaving everything to the wild, wild west. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if we are in a situation where we actually want correct control, then we need to move to regulation. Mm. And so I think there's this idea that legalizing will make things put things out of control, but you actually get more rules. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You get testing. You know what's going on. Things Mm -hmm. are in the serving size. Like it's about figuring out how can we actually prioritize our young people. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. By giving them education and by keeping them safe. Right. It's about prioritizing communities that we have allowed criminalization to run ripshot on. Mm hmm. And it's about giving people another opportunity for economic development. Right. So cool. So you've been doing this for how long? I have been at DPA since 2009. Listen, people. She been down. (laughs) I've been shooting in the gym. (laughs) She's been shooting. So... Tell me a little bit about Fat Five Freddy. Ah, yes, <laughs> Fat Five Freddy. Is he cool? Fat Five Freddy is very cool. And you know, he's a New Yorker. And he, um, you know, I just talked to him today and he, this is the first time directing a feature film. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of music videos, but this right. is the first time doing a long form film. And, you know, he came up with this idea because, you know, he's a long term cannabis user and was just like, yo, this there's so much more to this story, like mm-hmm. growing up with his dad and recognizing the kind of cats that were coming through his apartment. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, yo, this conversation is happening. We're seeing all the things happening around the country. And his film, Grass is Greener, is just is super compelling. Mm-hmm. Like He really just ties together all the cultural events that are connected to marijuana criminalization you go from new orleans to harlem Mm. and like it's like a real good mix going to talking about you know some of the arguments that the opposition says now like debunking them because Mm -hmm. nothing that the opposition right now is saying is new Mm. 
Right. Everything is old, just recycled and retrotted out. Right. And it just breaks those things down. And I think what's really awesome about it is he has great hip hop artists in the film like mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, Be Real, who are having conversations about how hip hop has been a major job creator. Right. As a is. way to be a disruptor to the economic deprivation that the war on drugs has exploited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see like folks like Snoop Dogg in the film talking about his own um, time in the drug trade mm-hmm. and his own evolution and recognizing that cannabis was actually um, a better thing for him to sell versus the other drugs that he was selling. Right. Exactly. Right. And like, you know, be for real, be for, be real from Cypress Hill talking about like recognizing as a group that they use cannabis and we're not going to hide it. Like how important it was for them to give information out to communities. It's super powerful. And like, it, you know, what I tell Fab is like he gave a gift to the community because awesome. I think oftentimes our older generation think that the reason why we're in this situation is because that we did wrong. Like mm-hmm. we didn't pull up our pants and we should have never, we right. would have never got arrested for marijuana if we didn't have marijuana. And yesterday I watched the film with my parents. Mm. My dad is 76 years old. Right. Turning 77 this year. Old school conservative. Old school conservative, Haitian, Caribbean. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he watched the film, he was quiet the whole time. And I, I mean, like, the stuff that you should laugh at, he wasn't laughing. Like, it was he just was a lot. He, he was taking it serious the whole way. And last night, I didn't know what he thought. And then this morning, he was like, it was good. It was very good. I understand why you're doing the work. And again, I've been working at DPA for 10 years. And so, yeah. literally 10 years later, my dad could be like, I understand why you're working on this. Mm. Was, like, super powerful. Um, and I think, is you know, what I tell Fab is, like, he gave a gift. To, to our communities for people to like even if they get distracted even if my parents still don't like weed smoke they can make the connection as to why the moment that we're in right now is so important mm. and what is at stake so start smart start smart is the statewide coalition mm-hmm. um that we're a part of open buffalo is a part of partnership for public good is a part of push buffalo is a part of um and we are um, a statewide organization working to legalize cannabis uh, we have some lobby days coming up may 29th june 13th we're gonna have buses out of buffalo yeah i was gonna say to albany how do we sign up is there somewhere for us to go yeah so you can follow us on um start smart and why on twitter Okay. And then you can go to our website at smart-ny.com. Okay. And um, their website, there's a sign up and everything like that. But if you're here in Buffalo, I'd reach out to Open Buffalo or Partnership for the Public Good, and they can get you looped in into the Buffalo contingent. And I'll make sure the information and the links are in the description for this episode. And I'll also add it to the India Walton episode because she was part of talking about the beginnings of advocacy and how you can involve here in Buffalo. Yeah. So we all know her. We all love her. Open Buffalo, we love them too. They're getting the work done. But this is the big boss right here. <laughs> But anyway, she don't listen. She doesn't. Ten years though, like, come on, you've been out here. No man, and you know the thing is like. This drug war is really taking our community apart. And the, thing, and the thing is, like, I don't just work on weed. Like, I work on heroin. I work on all the other mm-hmm. drugs. And the thing is that I really do believe that if we can have a legitimate conversation around marijuana and show about and show talk to people about 
why marijuana prohibition is problematic. Mm -hmm. The same reasons why marijuana prohibition are problematic are the same reason why all the other drugs are problematic. Mm -hmm. Now, the other drugs might need more resources, Mm -hmm. but like Andrew Yang talked about decriminalizing all drugs. Yeah. Right. Libertarians believe that we should be be all minding our business. Yeah. And so so the thing is, like, if we all know that criminalization is not effective when dealing with someone's addiction, Mm -hmm. then let's actually have the conversation about what else could we do. And that's the kind of work that I want to do, because the fact of the matter is, is that New York basically showed everyone how to do the drug war. And so I think New York has to be the people to tell us how to get out of it. Yeah. Cool. So where can the people find you on social media? Um... Kina told me I have to get on Instagram, so I'll work on that. <laughs> but I'm on Twitter, and so my um, my at is Cassandra with the K and two S's underscore Fred. Um, and then you can search my name on Facebook, and I have a Facebook account as well. And you said Start Smart is also on Twitter and on Facebook yeah. too. Okay, people, you have work to do. Yeah. All right, you're we're New Yorkers. We're calling our assembly person. We're calling our state senator. We're sending that email to Andrew. We're looking up Start Smart New York. We're going to just Google it. We're going to keep it real easy, okay, and get it done. So y'all know how I do. If we can spend, send 100 million, 100,000, 100 million men and women to war, because we have throughout all the years. That's right. right? Um, We can send them to the polls. 2020 is upon us. You've got 511,000 million, all right, folks running for office. That's right. So I'm going to need you to know where they stand. I mean, Elizabeth Warren dropped the... Talking about she wants uh, she just wants to get rid of everyone's student loan debt. I mean Send me the t-shirt, Elizabeth. Send it to me. I want a t-shirt too. (laughs) All right. I mean, come on. We're if if this issue is important, student loan debt is important, immigration is important. We can do what we did in 2018 and 2020 easy. All right. We had two presidential cycles with Obama just coasting. Like the coalition is there, the numbers are there. We don't even gotta I mean, I don't like the electoral college either either, but we can get it done. We can definitely get it done. So cash. Thank you so much for Thank being on the show. Thank you for having me. Congrats. I'm super proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> Listen, I have been trying to get her on the show for a minute. Y'all know how I do. I mean, every guest I get here, I'm super excited about. Okay? And one day, one of my... Y'all out there watching this, y'all gonna be like, I gotta get on her show. Then you just gonna send me the DM and we just gonna get it popping. Like, that's it. All right? We still out here. This is Citizen The Pod. What's up, citizens, voters, patriots? It's your girl, Kina Zantel. And if you want to know more about me and the show, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kina Zantel. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Kina Zantel, and hit subscribe on all the podcast platforms that you're listening to the show on.